you for joining us this week for Sunday worship. As a church family, we would normally be in our building and we could pass the collection plates. We share our time, our talents, and our treasure. However, since we are unable to be together, we are asking for your continued support. You can e-transfer to treasure at graceunitedhanover.ca or graceuc at whiteman.ca. Checks can also be mailed to Grace United Church, 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, N4N1V6. Thank you for your support. As we gather together in person and at home, may we feel God's love and God's spirit drawing us together in worship and in the work of Christ. May we feel the love of God and love of community now and always. We light our Christ candle, remembering Christ's presence burning brightly in our lives and all around us. And we light a candle for peace as we hold in our thoughts and prayers the people of Ukraine and all people touched by violence and fear. Well, it's still spring, even if the weather doesn't look that way out there. I could see some birds bouncing around outside before I came into the sanctuary, and they looked a little confused, probably like a lot of us are. Um, but thank you, Yuki, for such spring-like music this morning, too, that just warms our hearts each and every week and today. Um, a couple of announcements to, for today. Um, there are still ribbons available for... Um, for um, our, our fundraiser for the people of Ukraine. Um, they are available at the door. Um, they're also available in the office. Um, any size donation will get you a ribbon and it's a way we can show our support for the people of Ukraine. Um, also, please note that um, all the, the money raised is going through the United Church Emergencies um, I lost the word of it. United Church um, Emergency Relief Fund through our mission, church um, mission and service partners and the Canadian Food Grain Bank. And with that, 100% of donations go to people in need with um, the vast majority going to the people of Ukraine and another portion um, used for th those devastating emergencies that don't make the news as much. Following worship, you're invited to join us um, once again downstairs in the CE Hall. 
over this side there um, for our um, social time, our time to gather around tables, to have a coffee-less coffee time where we can share in friendship and conversation. And once again, the cards are on the table for things to talk about during coffee time. Is that the name of it, Willie? Okay, good, I got it right. Um, it was wonderful to see people down there sharing in conversation and, and visiting and chatting and, and laughing and thinking. So you're invited to join us downstairs after worship. Our spring food drive, um, we are continuing to do our spring food drive up until April 10th. Um, I'm told the cart is pretty full down there and last week it was fairly full as well. Thank you. Um, all across Canada there is a high need for the food bank. Um, in our area it's gone up by 40% the need this year and um, when our stewardship committee asked, you know, what, what type of things do you need? Because normally we do the little cards, they go out and um, they said we need everything. Our, our shelves are bare. So thank you for bringing your donations and we ask God to bless them as they go to um, share the love of God in our community. On um, Monday is our Easter card creation day. The information is in the bulletin. Also um, new in our bulletin this week is Easter flowers for the sanctuary. Anyone interested in making a donation in memory of a loved one towards Easter flowers, uh, please contact the church office by April 6th. Our Easter egg tree is still up as well. If you want to um, show some love and support for the seniors in our congregation and connected to our congregation, there is um, the tree back there, the eggs on the top with the cards attached are for our nifty 90s, our 90 plus year olds. And there is a sign up sheet for those, the people, um, the names of the people who are nifty 90s on one sign up sheet. And then the rest of the eggs are for um, any senior you'd like to donate um, an egg to. And that um, has its own sign up sheet where you put the person you're giving it to name and your name. Next week, April 10th, is a Palm Passion service. Um, we will be remembering the Palm procession, but we'll also be moving to um, Monday, Thursday, the Last Supper, and, um, and Good Friday in that service. There'll be no in-person service on Good Friday, but our worship service that we shared with Harriston United last year recorded lots of scripture and song will be available on TV um, and will also be avail is also available on our YouTube channel. And finally, I have an announcement on behalf of the board. Um, thank you to Pat for sharing this invitation with us on behalf of the board. So we are invited. Many of us will be the recipients of a check for the rebate for our license plate renewals or license plate stickers. You may be considering donating some of that money to a worthy cause. As you know, Grace United will be struggling to meet our budget this year as we continue to deal with the um, continuing repercussions of this pandemic. Forwarding some of that rebate to Grace United would be appreciated and put us put to good use to support our church and its programs. 
Are there any other, any, or beginning of the month, any birthdays or celebrations this month that you'd like to mark? Yes, Bill. Happy anniversary to Bill and Willie. Full disclosure, I have a birthday this month. Anyone else have a birthday or celebration? A birthday. Happy birthday. Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, this week too. Wonderful. Any other birthdays or celebrations? Why don't we sing happy birthday? We'll say happy special day, but happy special day to you. As we gather in worship, we remember that here at Grace United Church, we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Ottawa, Mississauga, and Anishinaabawaki nations, which includes the people of Saugeen Ojibwe Nation and the Chippewas of Nawash, unceded First Nations. We know that words are only the beginning. We're seeing that with what is happening with the Catholic Church and the Pope's apology for the Catholic Church part. Words are only the beginning and we continue the hard, difficult, but healing work of truth and reconciliation. Let us join in singing our opening hymn, More Voices, number 12, Come Touch Our Hearts.
And we join together in our call to worship and our opening prayer. And you're invited to read the white bolded text. Life is a journey with others. We travel as a people on a winding road. We share our lives, our experiences, our hopes, our fears. With joy and hope, we welcome other travelers to share our lives. We learn from each other. We laugh and cry with each other. We are home with each other. And together we celebrate God's presence as we are refreshed and made ready for recreation in our lives and our communities. And together we pray. In this season of Lent, may we become more aware of the presence of our holy God in each other, in music, as we give and receive gifts of love. Grant that we may all live, that others can see this presence alive in our actions. Amen. We're going to do our time for young and young at heart, um, where you are, um, and where you are at home. How many of you ever learned the little um, song saying, the rhyming saying, here's a church, here's a steeple, look, yeah. So maybe a lot of you did. Um, we're going to do it together if you're able to. Um, if you don't remember how to do it, you, you lace your hands together, kind of like, like, like that. You lace them together, and you close it up. And then the, the tricky part, I find sometimes, and you, you, you pop the top up. So, okay, so we're going to start. So put your hands together. Here's the church, and then pop it up. Here's the steeple, and do you remember what comes next? Open the doors, and there's all the people. So we're going to do it one more time. Here's the church. Here's the steeple. Open the door, and here's all the people. Or there's all the people, whatever you want to say. Many of us learned it. If you didn't learn it, now you know it. Church, steeple, open doors, people. The word church comes from a Greek word, ecclesia. You can practice it if you want, ecclesia. Or not. You can say it quietly to yourself. Uh, can you, you, why don't you yell out, so you say out the word ecclesia. Ecclesia. And ecclesia doesn't mean a building. Ecclesia means a gathering. People coming together. And it wasn't just a churchy word. It was a, a general word of people coming together. We might use the word community or friendship. I love that little activity, but it's always kind of bugged me a little bit because there's one wrong thing with it. Where's the church? It's not there. It's there. One of the things we've been learning during this pandemic, a pandemic that has been really hard, but also brought some, some learning to us, is that the people aren't just gathered in one place. So I'm going to invite you to do the first part again. Here's the church. You can put your steeple up. Now, you don't have to tell me your age, 
But if your age ends in two, four, six, or eight, I invite you to drop your steeple down. There's some of us. So, some churches have steeples. Some don't. Some churches look like this. Some churches look like the homes or the place we are gathered as we worship together. And that's a really cool thing is that those gathered here and those gathered there, those who are in person, those who are at home, those who are here every week, those who walk through the door for the first or second or third time or for the first time in a long time, we are all part of the ecclesia, the gathering, who come together, who feel God's spirit drawing us together to share in God's love, to share in the work of Christ as we take care of one another. So one of the things I'm thinking of a lot this spring is how do we connect with one another? How do we share with one another, get to know one another, befriend one another? If some of us are in the churches, in the church here, the building, and some of us are in the churches at our home, in the sanctuary at our home, we're all the church together. So I invite you to think about how can we connect and share over distance even more as we've been doing this last two years, but do it as we move forward as well. We are all blessed to be together. We are all blessed by God to be a blessing, to share God's love with one another. And that's what makes us the ecclesia, the church. And let us hear how God is doing amazing things near and far through our stories of our mission and how God is speaking to us through our scripture reading. Uh, stories of our faith this morning, acting together for Ukraine. We are stronger together and what affects one of us affects all of us. These two truths have become even more apparent as the invasion of Ukraine continues to cost precious lives and rapidly create a humanitarian crisis. The United Nations reports that millions of people living in the Ukraine, displaced from their homes, are seeking refuge in neighboring countries. Many have lost friends, loved ones, and property, struggle to meet their basic needs, and face an uncertain future. In the face of this growing crisis, communities of faith around the world are taking action to offer support. Spanning 127 countries, the Action by Churches Together Alliance, ACT, is the world's largest network of Protestant and Orthodox churches and agencies, including the, the United Church. Your generosity through mission and service has long supported ACT's humanitarian relief and advocacy efforts. Right now, your ongoing support through mission and service, as well as special emergency gifts, are helping to provide shelter, clean water, food, and medical attention. What's more, the impacts of war on, in Ukraine are affecting food security for regions that depend on its agricultural production, including in some areas where global partners are responding. 
the new humanitarian news site reports that Yemen imports half of its wheat from Ukraine and Russia. 22% of corn imported to Spain comes from Ukraine, and Lebanon relies on Ukraine for up to 60% of its wheat and is only about a month's worth of reserves. Conflict is one of the main reasons that hunger is rising in the world, and Ukraine represents a stark example of how that happens, says Musu Taylor-Lewis, Canadian Food Grains Bank Director of Resources and Public Engagement, in an interview. United Church Monitor Richard Bott condemned the invasion in a statement released in early March, stating that the act of aggression contravenes the Charter of the United Nations and represents a serious violation of international law. We call on all parties to immediately cease hostilities and undertake action to restore peace, he writes, urging the Church to hold the people of Ukraine in prayer and explore whether there is a Ukrainian Catholic Church, Ukrainian Orthodox Church, or Ukrainian Community Center close to you to whom you might write a letter of concern and solidarity or extend solidarity to people of Ukraine descent in your community. Thank you for all the ways you express compassion and care and for faithfully supporting mission and service by acting together we can be there as a worldwide church community when and where it matters most. And I put my um, little Ukrainian symbol on my coat, so I forgot to take it off and bring it up here this morning. But as I want to thank everybody in the congregation for supporting, for wearing their little Ukrainian colors flags. Um, Jerry said we've raised over $2,100 just on um, selling the little um, flags or the little colors and support. And also there have been a lot of uh, private donations too that will be going towards uh, this fund. Thank you very much everyone for your support. Oh, and as an afterthought, uh, last Sunday when Catherine and I were at church, uh, there were a lady approached us and said, where can we get one of those little pins? And uh, Catherine said, well, you know, we're taking them donations uh, for the United Church, at the United Church. And, you know, the office is open. Well, she turned around, she came back with a donation. <laughs> she took Catherine's. And then two seconds later, she was back with another donation and took mine. So <laughs> it, it really is spreading in the community. And I know endless stories of people who have been um, giving donations and out at grants and such like, and it's a, it's a very worthwhile cause. Thank you, everyone. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of John, chapter 12. Jesus anointed at Bethany. Six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given, in Jesus' honor, Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet 
and wiped his feet with their hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Here endeth the word of God. in love. 
Thank you, Bob, for sharing your gift of music. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. May the words of my mouth and the meditations and reflections and daydreaming of all of our hearts be blessed and enriched by God. Now, those of us of a certain vintage and culture and generation may remember a song that came out in 1991 that was a little controversial. In 1991, there was a hip-hop group, hip-hop song from a female trio that was very popular and also very controversial. Jen's nodding, trying to guess which one it is. You might get it. The group called Salt and Peppa released the song, Let's Talk About Sex. And the chorus of the song went, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. The song was, and I'm sure it still is, controversial because it touches upon something that's often made a taboo in our society, in our culture, sex. But Salt and Peppa knew that sex was a reality touching many people's lives that involves joy and sorrow giving and receiving love and abuse, and people didn't talk about it. The point of the song was to break through the taboo so people could engage the conversation deeply and honestly. Today we're not going to be talking about sex or singing that song. You can sing it later if you want. But we are going to talk about something that many people, that for many people, we've been taught is just as taboo. We're going to be talking about money. What are the things you don't talk about at a good dinner party? You don't talk about politics, religion, money. Or you can also throw sex in there too. So imagine with me, imagine you are at a dinner party. Maybe it's a dinner party for a service club you belong to or a church supper. 
and one of the organizers pulls out a bottle of fine vintage wine. Now, I'm not a, a vintage wine drinker, but I, had, I looked up and there's a wine out there that's, well, they're worth more, that there's some that are worth $40,000 easily. So imagine the server pulls out this $40,000 bottle of vintage wine. Think about your service club or what this church or what you would do with that money if that wine was just sold and the money used by the club, by the church. But you watch as the host walks over to one of the guests, pops the cork and pours out the most expensive of gla glass of wine you have ever seen. Today's gospel reading is very similar to this imaginary event. A bottle of perfume is pulled out. It's worth 300 denarii. Now, a denarii is one day's average wage, one day's living wage for an average worker. 300 worth, days worth of wages for an average worker in perfume. Judas is outraged when Mary anoints Jesus' feet in this beautiful, tender, intimate act of anointing him. And even if Judas was really planning on stealing the money, as the gospel says, he still raises a good point. Isn't this person receiving what may very well be the most expensive pedicure in the world, the most expensive anointing, the same Jesus who has been living with, preaching to, and healing people who are some of the most, of the, some of the poorest and the most exploited? It doesn't seem to fit. It doesn't seem to fit the Jesus we hear about throughout the gospel. As much as it pains me, I've got to say, my natural pull is, is alongside Judas. It seems so extravagantly wasteful. 300 days wages. How do you feel? Think about it for a moment. Are you outraged like Judas, maybe, hopefully, for a more noble reason? Or do you say, ah, oh, but this isn't just anybody's feet, they're Jesus' feet. And nard, well, nard isn't just any perfume. Nard is the perfume used to anoint the dead. This is foreshadowing. This is anointing, blessing, Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. It's fitting, it's right, so be quiet, Judas. Now, if Judas, Judas was at that fictional modern dinner party, he'd be doing something very, very taboo. Judas talks about money, and Judas talks about the use of money. Many years ago, my wife, Jessica, and I attended a workshop at Five Oaks by the famous Scottish liturgist and hymnist, John Bell. The topic of the workshop was money and faith. John Bell asked us a question. Maybe you could ask it to yourself. Does the Bible say that money is the root of all kinds of evil? He then pointed out something that caught most of us off guard. Even those, those of us who live and, and preach about the Gospels over and over again. Nowhere in the Bible, not in the laws, 
not in the prophets, not in the wisdom books, not in the gospels, not in the epistles, nowhere does it say that money is evil. The quote often misused says this, the love of money is the root of all kinds of wickedness. That's 1 Timothy 6.10. Jesus touched and used money. He used it as a tool for teaching. There are a lot of parables that involve money. Jesus eats with the poor and with the wealthy. Money for Jesus is not a taboo subject. So let's talk about money, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. In our world, money is an unavoidable reality. Whether we have enough, more than enough, not enough. Let's talk about all the good things. Think about all of the ways the money that flows through this church is used to help others. Each week, people come to this church to connect with local supports through the care programs or find, foods and find help with food insecurity through Light on Main Street. People come here to our building to find a supportive community as they find ways to live with addiction or the addictions of loved ones through AA and Al-Anon. We use the gifts shared to fund a ministry that includes care and programming for seniors and for children, youth, and families. People come here to this building, to this place, to find pastoral care, to find a place to worship together, to find a place to share in sacred community. Money flows through this place and helps partners in Canada and throughout the world through Mission and Service Fund and our local missions, our, help, our local missions projects are helping other people. And as we've heard, $21,000 to the relief in Ukraine. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about all the bad things. Money can be used in destructive ways. The most powerful example of this is one that I experienced when I was at a church that I attended every once in a while while in university. And one Sunday after worship was done, myself and another student were talking with the minister and she confided in us that she was having a really hard time because several of the people who gave a large amount of money to the church said they weren't going to give any more money as long as their church had a female minister. Money can be used to manipulate and control for personal ends. Money can be gained at the expense of others. Money can be used to exploit people. We see how poverty, underemployment, unemployment, precarious work, low wages cause suffering. And money can be scary in our country, personal and household debt level is terrifying. Household, cost of households is unreachable for so many people. Third world debt, often left over from corrupt governments, leave many countries impoverished. Money itself is neutral. It's an inanimate object given value by users. But we know that the use of money isn't neutral. So how do we as people of faith use money. 
This is the big question. The use of money and morality are never separated in the Bible. John Bell pointed out, these, John Bell shared these words. How we use money needs to be connected to how we live as disciples of Jesus. To be honest, Jesus' answer to Judas, when I first hear it, my gut reaction is that it really bothers me. Judas and I cry out against the waste of expensive perfume that could be used for those in need, because it could, it would help a lot of people. And Jesus responds puzzling words. Leave her alone, that makes sense. She brought it for my funeral, makes sense. Here's the stinging part. You will always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. So is Jesus saying, don't worry about those living with severe poverty and financial exploitation? Has he changed his message that he's preached so often through the gospel for justice and love? Of course not. What Jesus is doing is he's quoting scripture. He's quoting Deuteronomy. These are the words, since there will never cease to be some in need on the earth, I therefore command you, open your hand to your neighbor in your land who are poor and needy. Jesus isn't turning away from economic injustice. He's not saying money doesn't matter. He tells Judas to leave Mary alone and reminds him that what we all need to do is live lives of generosity with the gifts and the life we have. Lee Kuntz writes, by anointing Jesus now, as opposed to after he's been put to death, Mary is essentially giving the very best that she has quite literally the most expensive thing that she owns, to the living Jesus. The real waste, he continues, would have been to devote her effort and her expensive gift to the dead Jesus. Rather than give what she has in memoriam, she gives it as a witness to the living, breathing presence of Christ. By appointing Jesus now, before his death, Mary is giving the best her best to the living Jesus. That Jesus who handled and talked about money, who ate with poor and wealthy, who lived God's presence and reminded people that the earth and all in it are beloved creations of God, who led people in living out God's dominion of love and justice for all. She's giving her very best for God, even if that very best means anointing Jesus who is about to suffer because he broke too many taboos. He overturned the apple cart. He threatened the powerful by empowering the masses. He preached about love and justice. So let's break through the taboos as Jesus so often does. Let's talk about money. Let's not just talk about money. Let's talk about all the gifts that we have, all that we are and all that we have. Let's talk about our stewardship of these gifts that God has given us. Let's talk with ourselves, our partners and our children if we have them, our family, our brothers and sisters, our kindred in this church about the use of our gifts, of our very best, about the good, the bad, the exciting and the scary. Let's have conversations of how we use these powerful tools in living out 
our journey with the living Christ who brings love and justice to all, the resurrected Christ who leads us into new and renewed life where the fullness of life is shared by all. Mary anoints the living Jesus just before his death with the finest gift she has. It is tender, intimate, and generous. It reminds us that we too can live generous and faithful lives. It reminds us that through death and suffering may come, Christ leads us towards resurrection and the life of love and justice and fullness of life for each and every one. So friends, may our lives and all that we have and all that we are be used as a holy gift, a holy offering shared with God for the blessing of all creation, for each of us are blessed to be a blessing to each other. And that is good news. Amen. Thanks be to God. And let us join in singing Amazing Grace, Voices United, the Red Hymn Book 266, or on the screen.
the offering time in church is not about the gifts we can't give or that we don't give. It's about the gifts we have in our lives. The gifts of time, talent, food, relationship, money. It's about how what we have is a blessing shared with each other. So we ask God to bless our gifts, our life, and all that we offer so that it can be a blessing of love and support to those near and far. Let us sing our offertory. Praise God from whom all blessings flow, which is on the screen. invite you to think about the blessings of your life, the gifts of your life, your strengths and what you have to offer, and to hear God blessing that as we join in prayer. We bring our gifts to you, God. Here is the work of our hands, and here is the love of our hearts. Accept them and use them through Christ our Lord. Amen. And we offer our love and our care as we join in our prayers today. Let us pray. God of life and grace, as Mary anointed Jesus with abundance and care, help us to grasp the profound beauty of life. Lead our worship into generous living as we take once more our place in the discipleship of Jesus. We give you thanks for the blessings of life, for the moments that remind us of the sacredness of life, for the compassion that meets us in difficult moments, for community, this church, the signs of new life all around us, for all the gifts you entrust to us. We name in silence our prayers of thanksgiving this day. Holy God, known in Jesus, you walked through this life with deep and abiding love. Help our prayers turn to action, our concerns turn to outpourings of gracious care. We pray for all who are struggling this day, for those who are in hospital and home, awaiting surgery, facing illness, recovering, and for those who are dying. We pray for caregivers, families, and friends, we pray for all who continue to guide us through this pandemic, all who make medical decisions, all who offer care, all who are distributing vaccinations and those who are ensuring that no part of this world is left behind. We pray for our board as they continue to help guide us through this pandemic. We pray, O oh God, for all who are lonely, those who are anxious, those who are frightened, 
for all who are struggling. We pray for all who are struggling financially, for all who are unemployed or underemployed, for all who live with precarious work, for all who, in order to gain enough, need to be far away from their loved ones. We pray for peace in a world that knows too well violence. We pray for the people of Ukraine, Syria, Palestine and Israel, North and South Korea, and those who live with violence of word, action, and policy in their country, community, family, and home. We pray for those who perpetrate violence, that there may be a turning towards peace and healing. Alongside others, communities of faith of Western Ontario Waterways Regional Council, we pray for the people of Trinity United Church in Listowel and for their minister, the Reverend Beth Kerr. With the World Council of Churches, we pray for the Balkans, Albania, Bosnia, and Herzegovina, Croatia, Kosovo, Montenegro, North Macedonia, Serbia, Slovenia, Slovenia. And, O oh God, into your love, we offer our individual prayers now, whether silently or loud. We pray all this in Jesus' name as we join together in saying the Lord's Prayer in whichever language or version means the most to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And let us join in singing My Love Colors Outside the Lines. More Voices 138.
And friends, as we conclude this time of worship, a reminder that anyone who'd like to join us downstairs for a time to visit, to share with old and new friends, um, you're welcome to join us down in the CE hall, down the stairs there. You can go around the doors and through the glass doors. But as we conclude this time of worship, may we feel the love of Christ filling our lives, strengthening us and leading us now and always. May we know that God has made us all beautifully and wonderfully, and that we are a gift, a blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing. Friends, let us go in love. Let us go in peace. Let us go with God. Amen.